and welcome to the BEP recording from the isolation studio this week. How, um, sorry, we're not joined by Nug today, joined by one of our uh, almost becoming a semi regular guest on the show, Miller Time. Um, what is going on, mate? Oh, just just kicking around. Yeah, I wasn't wasn't doing particularly much, and just took a walk outside and saw the big BEP signal in the sky, and thought, oh, hello, it's time to go to yeah, action. Go call you in. Call you when I need you. So yeah, There's, <laughs> oh, half of the podcast has always got to be COVID free. So yeah, had to weigh it down, make it fair. Yeah, where did Nug go? Is he or is he just on? No, I'm just watch? MIA tonight. Yeah, oh, nah, okay. it happened. It happens, like we say, when we don't get paid for it. So we, that's true. Yeah. You got better stuff yeah. to do. No, that's it. Probably watching some TV or something. If I'm being honest, <laughs> um, been. Maybe just had a really bad fantasy week and couldn't be bothered. He actually went pretty good, I think. I'm pretty sure he, he got oh, like okay. 2,300 or something. But he had, he had good oh, one captain, okay. so he'd be pretty flat about that, I think. Yeah, it's almost as good as Brayshaw captain. Yeah, I had Brayshaw captain too. I had it on McCluggage until three minutes before the Lions game when my stupid oh. ice changed it. McCluggage yeah. went 140. You could have just left it on McCluggage for like the last month. Well, the worst bit was... The reason I took it off from McCluggage was because I thought with Beast Mode in the team, his CBAs would drop a bit. And yeah, they were like at 40%. But he, the problem was that he kicked four goals. Well, yeah. not problem. Like I still want to score a while. But yeah, he spent a bit of time forward. But when he was forward, he kicked a bag. So yeah, that got him up there. Did you, all yeah. right. you had you already spent the VC at that point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I used it on, I think, Dunks on Friday night. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I went, like I went Neil with my VC. That didn't turn out. Yeah, it's it was okay. But... Modelled along a bit. Wow, it was weird talking about my team. I haven't done that on the pod for a while. <laughs> yeah, you haven't yeah. done that in like two months. But uh, now that I, I've got you on, Miller, seeing as you've been at the real business end of the fantasy season before, yeah, right. um, what advice would you have for people who are like genuinely chasing the car at this stage? Yeah, um, my advice is probably don't do anything stupid. Like at this at this point of the season, if you've got a high ranking, uh, you kind of want to play it safe, unless you're really like you're really in that point where you're either just missing the hat or you're really going to gun it for the car and you want to you want to be crazy. Yeah, I flipped. I think I was I was sitting about I must have been about four or five, and I did I can't remember I made a, a stupid trade and kind of dropped to ninth. And then I wasn't realistically in the hunt for the car for the last couple of weeks, and that killed me. Um, yeah, because I wanted to jump back and kind of push straight into Hilux territory, and it kind of burnt me. Uh, so, yeah, I think let other people screw up, let other people take pods, let them do dumb stuff. Um, yeah, this is probably the time to kind of play it safe and kind of consolidate your position and let everyone else kind of jump over you as they try and chase. So, but you use um, Aussie footy commentator terminology, hit, are you saying it? Hit ones and twos, not fours and sixes. Oh yeah, you definitely go for the singles. Yeah, just uh, yeah, straight back yeah, kind of stuff. Work it through the covers for the easy single. Yeah, yeah. That said, if you're sitting where I am this year, uh, you got to kind of try and smash for the hills. I pulled in Dangerfield this week, much to Holmesy's disgust. That didn't pay um, off either, did yeah. it? <laughs> horrible the thing i'll say for him is he was only one point less than the highest scoring um player of the highest averaging player of the comp in Brayshaw. <laughs> got one point less than he did so that's something there you go. um 
so I think people, we always talk about like taking risks and then also playing it safe. What are uh, examples of that, I guess? Like what is, especially when you've got a complete team, what is something that's yep. like a risky move and then what's something that's like a safe move? Yeah, I think a, a safe move is kind of the thing I I did the last probably few weeks would be you'd, you'd watch what everyone else is doing. You get the stats off Twitter or if the traders podcast or see whatever and see when with the guy that everyone is trading in, just kind of make sure you've got him. So if he, like if 80% of the comp or something's pulling in, I don't know what a mon or someone in the last couple of weeks, um, you got to make sure you've got them as well. Otherwise, if they come in and crush it, you're going to be dropping your ranks pretty hard. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then a risky move would be like, don't, are you saying like, don't trade in a yeah. pod at this time? Yeah, don't trade in a pod for the sake of it. Like, yeah. I mean, it can work, but it's just if they suck and you're the only one copying it and you're going to yeah, punt ranks again on the on the flip side. Yeah, I'd say like pods would have their place. Like Dillmore, for example, 112 today after a 130 last week. And I think his CBAs today, yeah, were up even higher than 50%. They were at like 60. Yeah. Would you say that's like... An example, of something that's risky, or uh, yeah, I still think it's risky because even though even though the payoff is there, if you're in the top hundred, you know, if you opt against someone that everyone else has got, and suddenly your guy does an injury on five, then you're way out of yeah. it. But if you take the guy that everyone else has got and he does an injury, like yeah, it doesn't okay, yeah, I like that. Um, and then, so yeah, would your advice? What would your advice be to people, sort of between one hundred to three hundred? So like still hat chasing and definitely not like needing to go crazy to win the hat. Would it be the same or? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much like you can make, if there's a, and it's that, that slight pod kind of thing. Like if there's a choice between the two or three big guys and you think you want to take the one um, that's slightly less in terms of, um, popularity and also you can you can get a lot by going a, a different captain like especially if everyone's jumping on the one or two guys and you pick someone outside that you know if their captain sucks and you you can pick up 100 points easily or that kind of thing and usually the the difference between your 200 and your 100 is probably not more than 100 points you wouldn't think yeah this time of year. so pretty much the main advice is just to have a cool head and not do so yeah, can't. effectively. It's not always that easy. I get it at this time of year, especially if you're like, ah, oh, I'm going to go for it. I want that Hilux. But um, yeah, I guess that's the kind of thing you want to do. Having said that, I've only ever done it once. I'm not, not Holmesy. Although, uh, yeah, I think he went for he went for Jelly this week. Uh, was a bit upset about that, so it sucked in Holmesy. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, pretty pretty esteemed territory for the guys who've come in there. Yeah, we've got yeah. a couple of hats. Like Stato, I think, has yeah. got three as well. So that's, that's pretty insane. That's handy. Yeah, you got to really know what you're doing to be doing that. Oh, yeah, or just get real yeah, lucky. Yeah, exactly. So would you say then for the people like at the back end of the top 1,000 and even down into the 2,000s, are they the people that need to be trying to hit sixes with every trade or...? Uh, yeah, probably not with every trade, but yeah, you certainly want to hit a few. And I think you're sitting, if you're sitting in that, that back end, like you're anything over like two, 3,000, yeah, you probably, you really want to be trying to smack for the hills. Um, yeah, at least every second week, if you're trying to, you want to really get yeah. up there. 
Um, that's it. it. It depends what you want to do. Like if that thousand mark is a is a reasonable kind of rank, and you want to stay there, and you're just trying to outrank your mates, or you know, win your league, or or whatever. If it's an open league, um, then yeah, you, you kind of play it differently depending on what you guys yeah. are. Yeah, I think that's one of the things I love the most. The like, especially when you're in leagues or like cash leagues, and you're trying to then you just go full matchup based, and you're looking at like how who's yeah. this guy got, who I got, um, yeah. think that's when it can become different yeah and that's it gets a bit different and that tends to affect your rankings as well like i think anyone over that that three thousand mark is probably looking at their matchups and they're gonna they're gonna screw around with it and try and do weird things um so yeah there's certainly opportunity that later you get in the season the more people drop out and then the ranks are going to jump around a lot yeah no that's yeah pretty sound advice i reckon i have to clip that for the listeners on twitter yeah, the spuds will jump out of the oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That said, I must be behind like 4,000 just ghost yeah. ships at the moment. Oh, it's like you look at even just the listener base on Twitter. Like, it's gone. We've dropped probably like 100 the last couple of episodes because I just oh, said okay. people, yeah, forget it. dropping out of things, yeah. <laughs> which is fair enough. I'm almost there as well myself. Yeah. Just trying to win B-grade celeb these days. Oh, yeah. How are you going in the Keeper League? I'm coming. Oh, top, I'm going all right. Top of the trees. He's playing Jepper this nice. week. Belted him. Oh, uh, you're handy. Nice. Yeah, I played Bacon. I think I smacked him as well. Take that, Bacon. <laughs> yeah, caught that. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask was, I've had this as a bit of a hunch, um, and I haven't actually spoken and asked about it. Do you think people's teams have been completed generally like much earlier this year than other years or like for them like i feel like last year at around 16 like nearly everyone still had like at least from my memory and like i was in i think i did all right last year i came like 800th or something i didn't like get my last rookie off the ground until like two or three weeks left like people were having like sharpie and stuff rolling around now like yeah i think it's the same um i mean i for me, at least, because I only got... He had Martin on the ground like up until like two weeks ago, and I only shifted him. And I've still got Dacos, but he doesn't yeah. really count as a rookie. Uh, but yeah, because I think I was listening to the Traders podcast, and they were talking about people completing their teams the year like six weeks ago. And I was like, what? I've still got like four rookies yeah. on the ground. Yeah, I think it's because of how many mid-prices hit this year. Like, Have actually like gone well, Brody, yeah. Sicily, and Hewitt pretty much are yeah. like top six in their lines. And Himmelberg, if you jumped on yeah, the and then other, like you the cap, Darcy Cowan train, and like yeah, yeah, it's a lot of guys who've just gone straight for premiums. Where I guess normally we'd be trading those guys out when they reach this. Yeah, like for example, in Supercoach, I first year I played Supercoach, and I wanted to use my team as just a complete experiment this year. So I started with a full, fully mid-priced team and one premier on each line, um, and the team oh, okay. now is like my D six is crisp, my M8 is Cripps, who averages 108 nice. Supercoach. My Rucks are Gorn and Wits, who average high. And then uh, F6 is Gresham, who's like the only shit player. But like I've got Proust on the bench. Like it's uh, the amount of money it made was crazy. And I feel like that was because of just how many mid prices oh, yeah. like took off this year. Yeah. And we've also had the shit Rucks this year where normally you could do the the um, the lock in the big two and kind of not worry about it and pay a whole lot of money for rucks. But I guess this time we've had a lot more money to throw around to different places because we jumped off the big expensive yeah. rucks. Yeah, imagine if you'd started like Wits and 
Who who oh, yeah. he went with a wits and a, Oh. Yeah, I can't think of Rob. who you would have started at He might have started Rob, yeah. yeah that's all right. good. How much yeah. would you say like there are quite a few mariners on Twitter and I try not to do it, but Oh um, yeah. Heaps of how would you how much would you say like injury luck and stuff has to play a part? Oh, there's definitely a bit of that. Like, yeah, I tend to realise that in 2020 I may have been slightly more luckier than I thought I was at the time. The mix of luck to skill might have been a slightly different ratio. Um, but who knows? I'm pretty stupid. Uh, yeah, but there's definitely... You can cop injuries any given week uh, in bad form or taggers or... Yeah, it's just... There is a lot of luck in it. That said, yeah, if you do your research and you, you know your patterns, you can be better off than someone who's just punting on things that look good. That said, there's a lot of... You know, things that people say, oh, you shouldn't do, you know, you shouldn't be trading your premiums or you shouldn't be chasing scores or you shouldn't be holding on to your rookies and that. So a lot of kind of old world fantasy theories that you just don't really fit the bill for mine anymore. I think, yeah, if you're, if you're confident and you you follow your statistical analysis as a bit of background, not necessarily a hardcore guide. Yeah. It doesn't always work, as I'm sure you would have found out during your little um, statistical deep dive oh, last yeah. week. Became like a zombie for a few hours there. I was looking up some wild things. Like, oh, what? I can't remember what I, I was looking at. Like, teams marks inside fifty for like the last three years, and I remember just being like, "What the oh, okay. fuck am I doing?" Like, like yeah, I ended up in some rabbit holes. But it was sort of the other thing about that. I will say. Um, we haven't even talked about the round yet, but I feel like people don't even care that much about that anymore. But, um, well, I just yeah. finished too. Like, yeah, I haven't done too much analysis. I could tell you who my chump players were. Oh, yeah, we'll get it. We'll get into that. Um, yeah, <laughs> what I would say is nothing I looked up was like, like I, it was all sort of backing up an opinion I had in the first place. Like, my, for oh, example, okay. the first thing in the article about the Gold Coast defenders' scores, I actually didn't know till I looked it up, the scores, but watching them play, it's just like clear as day that when they get the ball, they want to go like straight and they want to go like fast and try and get out the back. So I was like, like I was shocked that they're averaging 25 less marks a game this year than last year. Like that is an enormous difference. Yeah, especially considering most te- like teams average between eighty and a hundred, so like that's a what twenty percent drop. It's not like they yeah. average four hundred and go to three eighty. Is that anything to do with like half of their um, first choice backline being out I, most of the maybe year? a little bit? I think much more just game style though. I think probably oh, like probably a little bit, but I think like if you're missing like at the AFL level, you can still probably get sort of if you want to get 100 marks and you're missing personnel you probably still get 90 you won't go down to like 75 yeah. um yeah that mark style has gone out of the game though like the west coast used to play that chip mark style something chronic last year yeah it ebbs and flows like if you look at i think geelong nearly lead the league in marks per game and like i'd say they're the favorites oh, okay. at the moment. um actually no, i think it's a yeah six. probably I know, yeah, Geelong are fourth. But yeah, you look at like Geelong are fourth, West Coast are third in Mark. So it's like, oh, okay. I think it's what you're doing with it is a lot yeah, like, exactly. important. It's interesting. Like all the teams at the top play so differently. Like Melbourne are pretty not interested in, uh, like they're happy to just let you do whatever you want with the ball as long as yeah. it's not in their half of the ground. They'll just 
sit back, like fold back, fold back. And then, like I, yeah, and the Lions yeah. are the same. Like they get pounded in the stat categories most weeks. I think Fagan was saying that the other day. He's like, yeah, we got pounded in the stats, but we get pounded in the stats yeah. every week. Yeah, the Lions, it's interesting. Like I would say the top four teams, what's the top four at the moment? Like Melbourne, yeah, their game style. Uh, Melbourne, yeah, Fremantle, Geelong. Yeah, yeah. Like Melbourne, Freer and Geelong, if I wanted to, I could tell you like the way they want to play pretty easily. But I've the Lions, I find it like I, I don't really, like it, not a knock on them at all, but I don't know like what they're clear, when, what they rock up on game day, like what their three or four things they would be like, if we do this, we will yeah. win the game, uh, sort of. Yeah, and they're so inconsistent as well. Like sometimes the midfield will be on fire, and sometimes the defence will be on fire, and sometimes the forwards will kill it. But they never all do it. Yeah, at the same time. it is a very flaky forward line. A lot of guys who are, can yeah. get really hot. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm still having nightmares about Charlie Cameron when we played you guys a few weeks ago, and he just killed Anthony Scott. <laughs> oh yeah, what do you get? Like four goals and and five yeah, goal assists or something? Yeah, crushed it that week. And then the game against Melbourne the week before it did yeah, nothing. Yeah, that's how it goes. Where would you compare Cameron to the other... So I was talking to one of my friends today about the best small forwards of the last, like, 15 years. And the top oh, three yeah. we sort of agreed on was um, Bruce, Lacroix, and Milne. Would would you say Cameron's, like, close to them? or And Cyril as well? Yeah. In that group? Yeah, I would put probably more in the Cyril space, I think. He's, he's that kind of player. Um, yeah, he'd be right up there. He doesn't have the consistency that those guys had. Like, they'd do it pretty much week in, week out. Um, where Cameron's, yeah, he's a lot more flaky and he'll go, he'll kick four goals one game and then won't kick another, won't kick a bag of two for the next yeah. two or three weeks. How old is he? Oh, I he's not like that old. He'd, he'd probably be... Yeah, yeah so he, he's still got a bit of time to catch up. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, I think the other guys, it's like the longevity... That was why Cyril, I didn't have Cyril in the top three. Like, if I was picking a small forward for it to play one game, I probably would pick Cyril. But he sort of, Cyril's yeah. career was really like seven years. It was short, so. but he, what did he win? Like, yeah, he was like or? unbelievable, yeah. his output. But just like Bruce has like almost played double the time. Milne kicked like, right. 600 goals. Nakra averaged, Nakra averaged like over a career like 2.3 goals a game. Which is just was he was that Lacroix that kicked yeah like kicked 12, twelve goals and yeah like, I remember that game as a small forward average two point three goals a game oh, yeah. especially when like you got to consider the first like 30, 40 games you're probably only kicking one goal or, or like no goals because yeah, you're that's a it. rookie you coming yeah. single oh, goals yeah amazing but the last small forwards are so terrible for fantasy though that yeah oh, and I think I think that's the one position would would never be able to own. Like you could, if a yeah. key forward was just going like absolutely nuts, yeah, key forwards, you like could they'll occasionally crush it and get big yeah. goals. Yeah. And you can stream yeah. it. No, they're fun to own in draft leagues. It's yeah. rotating whoever's got the best matchup. Yeah. And key backs, unless you're playing super coach. Like someone like Harris Andrews is handy in super coach. Absolutely. Yeah. That's like Paddy McCartan and DeConning were like heroes in super coach land this year because they've averaged like 80 something. Yeah. Like with the intercepts. Even I was watching DeConning on Saturday night and I was thinking, geez, he must be going right. I checked the scores and he had like 14 yeah. or something. So but, goes, this game sucks. Yeah. Just when he's, I would love them to put in spoils. 
like mm. just as one point or something because I think it yeah. would balance it a bit more. You should get more for intercept marks as well, especially those defensive ones. They're so hard. Yeah, like I think you could just make it four like instead of three. Um, yeah. Like little okay. shifts, but I don't know. Then you start messing with... If they if they did that, it would fuck yeah. with every formula people have for scoring. That's it would be a, a while. Like it would be really fun the year after it because it would be very hard to predict things. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of this, we're saying... Is it likely they're going to bring the last touch rule in at some point and that's going to screw with the, how everything well, works? I would say that it pretty much is in any way at the moment. Like for So last touch, the misconception with it is like if you go for a mark on the wing and I spoil it, it's like a ball up still. It's only last touch if it's oh, a okay. possession. So like if I went to handball to you and missed you and it went out of bounds, then it's a free kick. Oh, but okay. pretty much between the arcs now, they pretty much do last touch anyway. Like... Like, the, the way they pay yeah. deliberate. Um, and then... So, I think it would, like, shift it a little bit. But I would say, like, the level they pay deliberate to now... I, I almost look at that rule like it's last touch now. Like, the way they pay it. Yeah, so more You're right, it would change a little bit. But I don't think it would... If you'd put that in 10 years ago, it would have been crazy. Yeah, I think... Was it Jono on the Draft Doctors was saying... They play it in Sandfall, and in the Sandfall, the midfielders don't rack up huge numbers anymore. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, could. But um, yeah. that also, like, they might have been going... Yeah, I don't know. be interesting. Yeah, yeah we'll see what happens. Anyway, we probably should talk about the, this week a little bit. Yeah, why um, not? Who is... How did your uh, team go? The community... I think the community had a pretty good week this week. Uh, the... It does, yeah, that's yeah, a big score. The hero for the community definitely would have been Rory Laird. Uh, I think this oh, week your score was either you had Laird and you had him captain or you didn't have Pretty much, Laird. yeah. Or you chased someone else who was cheaper. Got nearly 100 enough. less. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yuck. I couldn't afford Laird, especially after Whitfield bumped down. Yeah, it was tough to watch him and not earn him. But it was also fun. To oh, yeah. see him get the tackling record in a game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's... What do you only got? Dacos only got a couple of points less, though, didn't he? I wonder if anyone bothered to, to Captain Dacos. It would have been I played a guy in a head to head who had Laird, he had Dacos, and he had um, these as uniques. And then he had Tony McDonald score 91, Cam Rayner score 98, oh. and he had Shane McAdam pump out yep. like a 70 something. I was just like, what He's the fuck? Rainer. That's just ballsy. Penciled in this match as a win. And then all these blokes just got these crazy scores. But yeah, anyway. Uh, who is your hero? Your team? Um, yeah, look, it's it's going to go past Dacos and also Bond. Bond come out and kill it. I don't know how high a percentagely owned he is. I feel like not that many people have Bont. I guess they probably put him in their forward lines the last few weeks to complete him. So he's probably pretty highly owned. Yeah. Nice. He was pretty special, to be honest. It was one of the better individual oh, yeah. performances I've seen, I reckon. It was yeah, I, I cannot pick incredible. the Bulldogs to save my life. I was I was thinking of... I went... going to put the VC on. I went, oh, do yeah. I want to go... Junkley, or do I want to go McRae, or maybe Libar? I never even considered. Yeah, I, um, yeah, he's starting to find his feet a bit. I thought you meant if you should have tipped us or not, and I think. Oh no! I definitely was going to tip you. Yeah, yeah I think if you for the Bulldogs, pretty much if 
we have any bit of a like if we have a good advantage in the midfield, like if our midfield is much better than the other team's midfield, we will just blast whoever we're playing. But if the mid, yeah, yeah if we're playing a decent midfield, we are in yeah. trouble, which is this week. So, yeah, Oliver's going to have you heard uh, got Melbourne. Week? Oh yeah, that's that's yeah, not going to be great. Cool. Yeah, your problem is your yeah, defense. So I take it your villain was the man you traded in. Yeah, Brayshaw, rubbish. I don't know who else do they have for villains. Um, O'Neill, yeah, I, I expected him. I suppose he wasn't bad, but I expected him to be massive on kind of his redemption game after being rubbish and effectively costing us the game last week. Uh, I thought he'd kind of back up and just be massive, but yeah, eh, he was it was okay. I don't think anyone else was apart from Brayshaw was horrible. Most players were okay. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, sorry about that little lag in that, but oh, uh, cool. yeah, Neil and Brayshaw both I think let the team team down for a lot of people. Uh, what? Yeah, the villain, other uh, villain, I think for the community then would have been anyone who earned Gorn would have been pretty filthy with him. Uh, Scoring seventy five. So. Oh yeah, I forgot about yeah. Gorn. What the hell, Max? Going to be better. Well, than talk about trading Jeremy Finlayson. People did trade him in. Hopefully, we're at the end of it. Uh, let's just jump into bold predictions. So I'm going to read them out, and Miller is going to tell you in a sentence Flag or less people. what you thought yeah. of it. Um, and if you've seen Miller on Twitter, he can be, or if you're with him in any group chats, can be pretty ruthless. So I. I'd no. say well, go for, I, no, I, say, I want to say it dialed up now, so go all in. Oh, all right. okay, cool. We're starting with Russ because I could hit him. Uh, I was just going to go from the top, so I'll warm you up into that one. Cool. Uh, uh, all right, so Maddie from Led's Lads said, Port to beat Melbourne, gone 120-plus, Jack Steele to win the toss, and Led to go 126. So, Did Jack Steele win the toss? Uh, I'm going to go with he didn't. Yeah, that was pretty obvious. That's hardly a bold prediction. So the rest of yeah. it is just rubbish. Uh, yeah, boot. Tyson said Keys and LDU to combine for 300. I have no idea. I don't think LDU was that great. I'm not sure what Keys no, ended up. No, that was terrible. Mediocre. It was about 100 off. Okay. Crips uh, 130. Poo then. No, rubbish. He was crap. Coleman, what? Started off well and died. Poo. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he does that a lot. Uh, Kitty Coleman, 123. Mm-hmm. Kitty was all right, I think. Um, okay-ish. Dale to bounce back with a 120. He's got an 85. Oh, he wasn't good, was he? Yeah, no. Yeah. Poo. Uh, McRae, yeah, Len, and Gorn, all 125. Oh, Yeah. That's that's go on. Sticks. This one's from Milne, and I'll yeah. preface this by saying I don't think this bloke kicked a goal. He said Mitch Lewis would kick seven. Oh, Milne, do you know where the delete button is, bud? Because that's a bad one. Yeah. Sure. Not on not on Twitter on the call, but on your team. Yeah. yeah. Get rid of it. Uh, Nathan, a primo is a laid out, and we all get stuck with a donut. This is Nathan from oh. Big Red. Not only did that not happen, but that's just a dick thing to wish on everyone. <laughs> Selfish. Yeah. It's like one week, one of the comments was Trelaw to do a hammy, and that was when he went he went off <laughs> with like hamstring. They said after he was yeah. like in doubt. I was like, yeah. well, why would you say that? You just 
Yeah, even if you win, you're yeah. still bad. Um, yeah. Holmes, you said you to not talk shit for an entire weekend. Yeah, I I didn't talk shit for about 40 minutes on Friday, so yeah, like that's, yeah. that's a start. But yeah, Holmesy, eat a dick, <laughs> Yeah, you were wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, suck it. No, said coming to score 150. Oh, well, no, that I think wasn't. It was low 100 or something. Yeah. 100, yeah. Uh, oh, I just realised I didn't even do one. Not bold. Uh, oh, you, actually, speaking of true war, you said Blair to get injured on 13. <laughs> yeah, I may have done that. That would have been hilarious. Um, I, yeah, pretty sure I bagged out people who said that, and I forgot I said that myself. That's, so. that's oh, well. classic. Uh, Go me. Willie, yeah. to, I said, I'll do you to... He said, I'll do you to finish top five mid for the rest of the year, so... Yeah. Not I don't know, I could, could overrate it. Did you say Rice had one? I didn't. That was. Yeah, unless I'm looking at last week's. Be, yeah. Yeah, Did it have the Snoop Dogg gif in it? Um, oh, yeah, I'm looking at one from June. Oh, that would yeah. Be. When Russ said, yeah, short scores 130 as a. As a pure midfielder, which he probably didn't. I don't know which week this works for us, but I reckon you're wrong. Yeah, yeah go back to school, Russ. <laughs> no, that's waiting for that one. Um,. Alright, I think uh, sometimes we talk about role changes, but I think everything is pretty, apart from what I said about doing more before, I think the time of year, like, it's got to be something pretty significant yeah. to be important. Yeah, you know, I wasn't, uh, did I, were we talking about it on air, about McCluggage? Yeah, I think we were. His CBAs did go down a little bit. I don't know if that was a little bit, yeah. with Matheson back um, in. Yeah, the warning is that, the Lions will probably have like five ins this week, so I don't know how. Yeah, it's be interested where Zorko goes because I would not. I yeah don't like. I wouldn't yeah, put him back in. The I game. think Lions, Neil, McCluggage, Beast married, and then like if you need Rainer and Bailey to roll through. Yeah, because Berry will be coming back as well. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if they rotated them, or maybe didn't just give. One of them another week off with Beast yeah. Mode. Imagine if they gave Neil a rest. What have they got? We got Gold Coast this that, week. The biggest Q clash in history. Oh, that would hurt. Yeah, well, yeah. Mind you, Gold Coast got pounced tonight. That was shit. Yeah, they were average as. I thought they'd, I thought they'd take us in the down. What they got been by almost 50 points? Yeah, uh, that was pretty great. Uh, all right, yeah, we're probably uh, at the point where we try and wrap it up. So before we do that, I want to ask for the people who had Josh Kelly, um, or are looking to bring in a premium mid this week, what would you like top three targets be? Oh, you can't go past Laird. Um, and again, I don't think their blockout's been gone, so I don't know what the prices are. Um, but yeah, as you said, I still think Mug Luggage is really not very highly owned, and it's, uh, it's, it's hard to see too much of risk there apart from roles, um, unless you don't want to go for a pod because you're hanging up there. But yeah, I think Mug Luggage is good. Um, yeah, Steele was all right. If you haven't got Zach Merritt, I think he's really coming home. I mean, he's had a bit of a uh, soft run. Yeah, last he's got a soft before. run yeah. coming up. Well. I might have to get him in. No, he's got Collingwood then North or something. Big couple of weeks yeah. for Zach. It'll be interesting to see. Oliver will be back this week, so it'll be interesting to see what Oh, actually, the one thing I will say notable. Yeah, Oliver should... Oliver, I would say you could get in as a pod this week almost. Because everyone who had him, okay. who's still playing the game, most likely traded him out last week. So, yeah, and I think true. he's pretty expensive to get back in. So, yeah, you could 
sneaking yeah, back. Nine, nine fifty-seven. Yeah, what? Because Laird would have gone up again this week, so it'd be over a million dollars. It's a lot of coin. I mean, it'd be. Uh, I don't even know if it's worth it if you yeah. could get that far. I guess it is, but um, still. Oh. Yeah, the only thing I wanted to mention was that I think the tag the tagger is starting to creep back in. Caldwell tag took mm. took today, and did Brayshaw get tagged? Nah, is that why Brayshaw was just shitty? Okay. Uh, just sort of they like they were definitely they definitely weren't letting him just run around like wherever he wanted. Like they put attention to him, but he wasn't hard tagged oh, okay. or anything. Uh, the other tag of the Brayshaw weekend, Wells Finn McGuinness tagged tag to Cali, so Tim Cali today. Um, so, yeah, be watching out. That's like two weeks in a row McGuinness is tagged. So, yeah. I mean, if you have Alde, you are, might be a bit worried next week about McGuinness tagging him. Uh, and then, then he's got the Saints the week after, so I'd say he'll tag Sinclair. Yeah, oh, you wouldn't bother tagging Steele, you'd go Sinclair. Yeah, I think Steele's pretty hard to tag anyway, most his stuff yeah, inside, um, whereas Sinclair is gives him all the drive and stuff, so, yeah. That's true. But yeah. They say, but Sinclair got a billion points this week and they've got trails, so. Yeah, because he's got kicked around in their back line for half an hour. Yeah, that's true. They spent half the bloody game there. Yeah. All right. We'll wrap it up there, mate. Um, thanks for listening, everyone, and thank you, Miller, for being a wonderful guest and hopefully giving some people some good insights no for the run home. Perfect. Yeah, hit me up on Twitter if you want more insights or to be insulted because your bold predictions are crap. Yeah. Any There's day. 50-50 chance of both happening, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and hopefully the, the BEP's back in full strength next week. No COVID and no whatever was wrong with Nugs. Yeah, we should be. We, we always say we should be, but we'll see. Actually, we did we did talk this weekend about we're gonna we're gonna funky new segment we're gonna roll out next week. So keep your oh, eyes posted for whatever that is. Uh, oh. Be exciting. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, see you later. Uh, see you. Bye. Oh, I gotta press stop on the thing. Oh.